prison hunger strikes have long been used as a tool of protest. Two of the most infamous ones took place in Northern Ireland in 1980 and 81. Ten prisoners there starved themselves to death. Brendan O'Leary is a lauder professor of political science at the University of Pennsylvania. He says that the inmates were striking to be classified as political prisoners instead of criminals. The use of hunger strikes by Irish Republicans has been uh, a constant since Irish Republicans organized themselves against British rule in the 19th century in order to gain formal recognition as a political prisoner. And that's in fact what happened in 1980 and 1981. The prisoners in the Mays prison, as it was called in Northern Ireland, were striking in support of five demands including the right to work, the right not to wear prison uniforms, the right to have people come and attend them once a week to receive parcels and so on. The hunger strikes began against a a background of of previous protests that had not been successful for the prisoners. They had uh, refused to wear uniforms. They had carried out what was called a dirty protest, namely uh, refusing to wear prison uniforms and smearing excrement on their cell walls, urinating, refusing to use the institutions of of the jail. That protest had not been particularly successful, so the hunger strike was adopted as a last resort. Now, the key figure and the first to die in that hunger strike was Bobby Sands. Uh, Remind us who he was. Bobby Sands was the officer commanding of the imprisoned IRA members inside the Mays jail. In the course of his strike, he was elected to uh, membership of the British Parliament, obviously a position he could not take given that he was in jail. His hunger strike was globally famous. It's still etched in the memories of many today. He died, but nevertheless, in in the aftermath of his sacrifice and the subsequent uh, starvation of nine of his colleagues, the British government conceded de facto many of the prisoners' demands and Although nobody anticipated it at the time, one of the repercussions of the hunger strikes was to reinvigorate the Republican movement uh, inside Northern Ireland. In some senses, one can argue that the aftermath of the hunger strikes was the precursor to the successful peace process in Northern Ireland. Do you think the British government anticipated the kind of martyrdom effect that that resulted? They thought about it, and they, they calculated that the risk was worth taking. Um, they, they obviously did not anticipate that after Sands died that 100,000 people would attend his funeral. So they, they did seriously miscalculate. What, was there any concern in, in the British government about the inhumanity uh, of letting strikers starve themselves or you know some of the Hippocratic concerns that the U.S. government is expressing right now? At the time, I, I thought that the U.K. government in 1980-81 was caught in a logical contradiction. Because it had special legal arrangements, it was appropriate that the prisoners be recognized as as having a special status. Likewise, uh, with regard to the prisoners in Guantanamo Bay, it seems to me logically that they should be treated as prisoners of war. But if you refuse to give them prisoner of war status, then you have to decide what status they have. But but even in terms of just pure mercenary PR, wouldn't it be worse for the U.S. government if, if any of these detainees were to die because they starved themselves to death? Well, the trouble with force feeding is that you're force feeding somebody whose body is in an advanced state of uh, deterioration. And there's a, a high possibility that they could um, die from, from your intervention. Um, at the moment, of course, the U.S. administration is probably calculating that 
forced intervention is better because that way they don't create a martyr. But it seems to me highly probable that if they continue with this method and if there is a continuing sequence of prisoners, they're likely to have such a martyr in any case. Brendan O'Leary, Lauder Professor of Political Science at the University of Pennsylvania. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you.